Hey, everybody. You've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is Tuesday, April 18th, and we will be chatting about movies starting on Friday, April 21st, 2023, here at the Mayfair Theater. The post-420, you know, let down or come down or whatever you want to say. Whatever you're doing in the privacy of your own home. Yeah, but you already saw Big Lebowski pre-420, whatever yeah. day. that I already forgot which day it actually was playing. What, like the 17th or something like that? I don't know. Yeah, we played it early just in case. Yeah, so but it's okay. Our 420, you will learn, is booked up by some rentals. So, or actually... You have learned because that that has already gone by. It's always the thing of doing podcasts. You're like, wait, no, we're doing this in the past for the future. So the 20th, which will have likely passed by the time this podcast is posted, we ended up having a Earth Day rental and uh, Animation Fest rental. Ironically, like, wouldn't the best Earth Day thing be if they rented the theater to shut everything off and not do anything? Yeah. That's better for Earth Day. Not to be critical. I mean, or And also, like, they gave us money, so no. Whatever just, you did, for just real. Just sit in the dark <laughs> and think about what you've done. I mean, technically, that would be better for the Earth, but terrible for us. Although, I yeah. guess if they paid us, I mean, maybe that wouldn't be so bad. They're raising money for charity stuff, I guess, right? For the Earth. For the Earth. I mean, <laughs> ostensibly, we don't actually know. Like, maybe it was for something else. It was a secret coal-burning thing, and they're like, ah, oh, Earth Day, <laughs> yes. But no, whoever those people were, you're good. I'm sure they're fine. Yeah, all good people. A good segue, speaking of Earth. Uh, <laughs> that could be anything, though. Everything anything. is on the Earth. We completely skipped over on our last podcast a rather big event in the 2023 history of the Mayfair is we got shut down for three days recently Oh right. because of this crazy ice storm that came out of nowhere and i knew we'd talk about it on the podcast and then i totally forgot we both forgot yeah until literally this second (laughs) it was such a weird day because for some reason we were recording on a wednesday instead of a tuesday which we usually record on so if we had recorded on tuesday we would have missed it altogether we recorded on wednesday and i walked into the cinema because it was a little gloomy And the warnings might have been there, but I didn't get any warnings. So we got to the cinema, did the podcast with electricity. Yeah, it was perfect. You got a ride from Sam that day. Sam was a guest on the pod. Oh, yeah, that was a good day. Then 45 minutes after when we were going to get our lunch at the pizza place across the street, just snowstorm and temperature drop. And as I was walking across the street, our pizza guy was having a cigarette and we made eye contact and we're both like what the hell just happened (laughs) and in the sky i've never seen this but the sky was gray and cloudy and white and there was this thunder and lightning stuck in the clouds and it was really loud this sounds like a thor thing i thought thor was about to show up (laughs) so we miraculously made it through our tradition of watching a movie and eating some pizza then I had switched days because I didn't want to do the podcast and then work afterwards. So Raina was kind enough to switch with me. So she worked Wednesday and I worked her Tuesday. So she got screwed So over. she got screwed. So I got home and managed to quickly walk the dog, but she was like, ah, it's gloomy and rainy. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't want to do this either. Yeah. And then, I don't know, an hour, an hour and a half later, get a call, which is weird because nobody calls anybody. <laughs> and in the background, I can hear, meh, meh meh because it's the there's no power warning going off in the cinema also sometimes andrew makes that sound <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're like why is he doing that muppet thing yeah that was andrew's go-to panic <laughs> in the background like, and also there's an alarm and Raina was great but she was like 
this has never happened to me. What do I do? And I said, you're in a precarious situation because, and I didn't know it was going to be three days, but I said, sometimes this happens and it's 10 minutes. We just dealt with before rolling, our internet went out. Just like it happens. Nonsensically. Just went out, came back on. So I said, that happened to me once on a Halloween. Oh, yeah. And it was perfect. Like literally the 31st? No, it would have been say like the 30th or 29th, but it was our our screening of The Shining and The Exorcist. Oh, yeah. And it was right at some really scary part and the power (laughs) went out and some people actually screamed. It was great. (laughs) And Andrew was like, (laughs) 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 and it went back on in like five or 10 minutes. It was just some weird little thing. The thing we just went through, uh, if anybody in Ottawa knows, anybody outside of Ottawa might have caught us on the actual big shot news it was hundreds of thousands of people without power a wide swath of the map and the mayfair was pretty much down from i think it was wednesday at 3 p.m till friday at 8 30 p.m which is not good because we lost three days of business yeah then when it came back on it was funny because a friend of mine happened to be driving by the cinema and he noticed that our box office light was on and then a distributor who nowadays much of the distribution is digital so they've been trying to send us stuff and they were like we can't send you anything turn on your thing and we're like we can't we have no power and they were very nice and apologized so i got a text from my friend an email from the distributor and then marcus said our we have a little security camera in the lobby he noticed that it went back on Wait, is he just at home, like, logged into it all the time? Yeah, just watching, <laughs> just like, in case. I don't have TV, but I got this. <laughs> he was like, are you going to do a 9 o'clock show? And I was like, dude, it's 8.35, oh my God. and there's no one at the cinema. You might might get five people. Yeah, like, if, if at 8.35, I said, I am running to the cinema right now and going to turn on the popcorn machine, and we're going to have a 9.30 show of whatever it oh was, God. Clockwork Orange or Pulp Fiction. I was like, yeah, let's just cut this day for a loss and get back on the horse tomorrow. So, yeah, so that happened. It was quite the thing. And it's just stressful just kind of sitting by. I never lost power at home. So just sitting by the internet, refreshing the map out button on the hydro map. So what I'm hearing is you're thanking me for changing the podcast day because I saved you from having to deal with all that. Yeah. That's the way I hear it. Because I imagine she's calling <laughs> like, what do I do? And you're in a bathrobe and like yeah. slippers and stuff. And you're like, oh, gee, that sucks. With my bubble pipe. <laughs> yeah. You got your, your tea and whatever. You're like, oh, geez, I don't know. Uh, hope Not it comes my on. problem, Raina. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, that could have been me. You're like, bet you're regretting that uh, switch up there now. Huh? And then we did what we could. We put power is gone on the website and social media <laughs> and legit media contacted us because i think various radio channels and newspapers were publishing these places are dead but most people were great and understood and just kind of phoned and said hey can we get a ticket for a later (laughs) show or whatever we only had like one angry person because they walked a very long way and then got here and we were closed Was that the person who was like, why didn't you tell everybody? But you had posted on social media like multiple times. And even people who don't look at social media, like, I'm sorry this person was upset, but if they had power at home, they could have checked the hydro map. They could have taken a wild guess. And when they looked at the giant bubble that Glebe and Old Ottawa South was all dead, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, you were equally upset losing three days of business. And they walked here in a very bad bit of weather too so it's kind of like you know we were out the pizza place was out the library was out everything was out so i'm sorry for that person but everybody else was very understanding what was extra funny on the heels of that is always our worst business day of the year is the nicest day on the year so was it a couple days after a little while after this crazy terrible ice storm it was the nicest day of the year and plus 30 and people walking around in shorts and it was summertime so that day Nobody showed up to the cinema. It wasn't dead, 
but it was like 10 people a show. So on the heels of being closed for three days, then we got stuck with the best day of the year and nobody showing up because they were all out enjoying the great outdoors. So it was an epilogue of a bad day on top of the bad days. Do we know if Cineplex was out? Like, not that we care. They must have been our neighbor because, yeah, the whole old lot of South bubble and then the Glebe was out for a while. I think the Glebe got turned on before we did, but maybe a day before. They might have been able to sneak in the Friday, but I don't know. But we're back now. (laughs) Yeah, no, the whole thing was super weird. And I was at my parents' place. I didn't specifically go to my parents' place, but they were at a family barbecue with me near their house. So close enough. So they had lost power the day before that or something like that. So they basically had to, it was at my uh, cousin's place nearby. So they had to shower there because they didn't have a shower. So they got power back. My dad knew that because he called himself, essentially. He called the answering (laughs) machine and it worked. And so that's how he knew it was back. And so then they went and everything was cool. And then they lost power again. Oh. So they, I don't know how long they had power, like five hours or something like that. And so then they were out again and they're like, I mean, with all due respect, they're old. And so, <laughs> so I mean, like if any of us in the family were to lose power, I would not want it to be them. Yeah. God, like I can't even, you know, it's, it's a lot. So anyway, I don't think it was out too, too long comparatively, but still it's just, and like, what am I going to do? We don't really have like freezer space or anything to take their stuff. It's not great. Yeah. And some people... I think everything was back by late Saturday night, but some households were gone for four days. It was an ordeal. <laughs> but worth it. You know, yeah. it's, those are the things that where you're like, oh boy, we really worked for it that week. Yeah, yeah. And then we've had some really good weeks, people back to normal coming to see stuff. Interesting. It, this always comes in ebbs and flows, but retro stuff is doing the best for us right now. Your Pulp Fictions and Clockwork Oranges and Big Lebowskis, whereas the slightly newer pop films like Jackie Chan didn't do well at all poor Jackie Chan yeah so maybe we'll see maybe that'll influence our summer programming a bit try to get some more retro stuff in those nine o'clock time slots which seem to be garnering attention with the kids where it's it's a lot of 16 18 year olds coming to see Pulp Fiction probably for the first time on the big screen and that sort of stuff and Mm -hmm. making me feel old because you do the math and you're like okay for these kids 30 years before now is Pulp Fiction for me 30 years before is the birds 30 years before I was 16. Nice. I right, know. Then the danger said there was like a hundred people for clockwork right before cinema. Yeah, so yeah. that seemed good. And, yeah. And cinema. I mean, I'm terrible at estimating, but like I, I might've said there was like 70 people. I mean, yeah, 50 I always, to 70, but I always want Andrew to check people at the door. Cause it's a free thing. It's hard to kind of garner sometimes, but I forgot to do that the other night, but I said, yeah, just give me like a rough estimate. So we know if cinema's doing well, but yeah, I think so. I think it was like, yeah, 50 to 75 people, which is decent. Yeah. And and I mean, oh my God, it was a great crowd. They were very, uh, it was like the room almost. Like it was very interactive oh, cool. and people were yelling at the screen, but in a not jerk way, like just out of baffledness. Was someone excited to win prizes? Oh yeah. Like that was the other fun thing. Like, and I, I'm not gonna lie. I was considering not even doing it by the end. Cause I'm like, it's one thing. Like you go up there, you're giving your speech, trying to remember all the stuff you're trying to say. Yeah. And then about that, you're also interacting with the audience and you're yelling out stuff and all that, you know? So I was like, I was borderline thinking of not doing it. And then Mark contacted me the morning of and was like, oh, are you still doing that? Getting the details. And I was like, all right, well, I got to do it now. Like he brought it up. It was great. Like people were, they loved it. They were whooping and cheering and all that stuff. Yeah. It was just such a like, 
I get like I'm never nervous about it going up to it, and then I'm incredibly nervous about ten minutes before the speech. Oh yeah, and then I give the speech, and then I'm just totally fine and great, and it always goes fine because I'm always like they're like bears, you know, they're more afraid of you than <laughs> oh, you are. For sure. Like, and, and I'm just like I just tell myself basically none of these people would have the guts to go up and do what I'm about to do. So why are you nervous? Like I try to, t- but your brain's dumb. Like they don't know, and they're gonna like the movie. But yeah, the worst case scenario is I just imagine you sitting there as you're sitting there watching the movie. Half the crowd starts walking out 10 minutes in or whatever, but it always turns out well. It always seems like people are very exuberant and participating and enjoying the prizes and everything. And so it's why we keep doing them because people keep showing up. And, you know, people, I think, logical too. When they show up, they know, oh, I just got them for free. So I'm going to buy, make sure to buy some popcorn or buy a chocolate bar. Yeah. Even my friend, like I brought a friend of mine and he bought, actually, I don't fully know. I mean, popcorn for sure. A yeah. snack that he didn't share with me that sounded like gloss set raisins, but How I did it in the dark. <laughs> and I think he got a drink too. And so it's kind of funny. Like, God, and then he had to pay 50 bucks for his Uber home to Quebec, but we, don't, we won't talk about that part of it. It was like one o'clock in the morning or one yeah, thirty, yeah. it was, but I knew I could count on him. We, we'd all gone out for dinner prior and then only he and I were the people still awake to go to cinema you know he should have just slept on a couch in the cinema overnight and taken a more reasonably priced bus in the morning i paid for the uber from my house to here which was 11 12 dollars and i tipped the guy well because he was super nice and i don't know just he had a good vibe and i was like all right you know yeah Uh, but even still like it was so it was like i don't know 16 17 bucks or whatever all in and then his ended up two trips it was like to my place and then to his place okay yeah so if it was just my place it probably would have been about the same but then adding on his there's no other option would it be cheaper to just go to my place and then call a second uber you don't know and by that point it might go up even higher because then it's like 2 a.m or oh and a roller coaster ride yeah and so the other thing too is like and this might be helpful or not but so i'm saying it anyways apparently some ubers don't like going to quebec or to haul or gatno whatever you want to call right. it yeah yeah and yeah. so like they will do it but then he's had a few where they're just he gets the car they show up i mean you see where it's going yeah but then he shows up and they're like oh i don't really go to quebec you're like oh no why did you come here like <laughs> yeah you know, and so and then others like he's on a good streak lately like they usually don't care and i find like if you're charming and you're talking them up and being nice you know maybe like it's money it's like who cares like just yeah just do it you know and so he's had a good run but he had like i think two or three where they were like i don't i don't really do this and they were kind of mad i'm like you saw what where you were going yeah like, i was just gonna say when you get an uber it tells you <laughs> yeah. like it's not like it's like a surprise, like, I don't drive to Winnipeg from here. What are you talking about? Yeah, and like, you know, they'll drive you to Portage probably, but anything further than the bridge, you know, maybe they get mad. And so, like, it's a bit awkward. I mean, yes, you can take buses, but I don't know, not to be a, you know, maybe it's a, like, I'm getting old and all this stuff. And I'm just like, oh, now come back buses. Now I'm figuring out two or three buses and and I don't really know what I'm doing. And not por favor. Not por favor. That's not even French. <laughs> you can see how hard it is for me. That sounds so much like that part in all of the Dracula kind of movies where the horse and carriage will only go so close to the castle then let you off. And so the Uber's yeah. like, I'll go to the border of Ontario and Quebec, but I'm not going over that bridge. That's basically what it is. And, and the annoying part is, I guess he lives near Kettle Island. Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. that's real. So he, he's kind of somewhat near that. And then I guess they've talked about putting a bridge there for like a decade yeah. to connect it to our side or whatever. And so like, I guess I live somewhat near that other side. And so technically, if that bridge existed, which it should, in my opinion, because I'm biased, yes. it would be like 10 minutes or fast. I don't know, fast. And so, but it doesn't exist. So the problem is like, you got to go through all this rigmarole to figure out where he is. And also like, you might be the same with this. When I hear someone's like, oh, I live in Gatineau. And then your other friend lives in Gatineau. You're like, oh, maybe they live close. But you're like, Gatineau's not small. Yeah. <laughs> so like, that, when That's like people saying... <laughs> I flew back from California once. I was coming back from San Diego Comic-Con, and there was all kinds of plane problems, 
and the person who works at an airport who you think would have some just brushing map knowledge of North America asked me if getting to Vancouver was closer to home, to Ottawa. And I was like, well, it's in the same country, but it's not much closer to home. Like, they were going to abandon me there. I was like, that's like you saying, I can get you to Seattle, but your final destination is New York. It's in the same country, but still really far apart. So let us hop into chatting about the movies we have screening the week of Friday, April 21st. We're all expecting you to say Renfield, but I know I it's not Renfield. But one, eventually, I'm going to, I will say, speaking of Renfield, which I will do very briefly because yeah, it's hard yeah. for me to not talk about Cage. Disappointing. It cost $65 million to make and its worldwide gross after the first week was $10 million. Oh, no. So for Cage, not great. Not great. For us, maybe great. That is the eternal <laughs> problem we have where we wish our pal Nick Cage all the best. But if that movie flops, it's more likely that we get it and do well with it. Because the one I always point to is years back, we got Scott Pilgrim really fast and packed the place. Like did so well with it because Mayfair patrons didn't go to the multiplex to see it. We got it so fast, they didn't even have an excuse to go see it at the multiplex. So, yeah, who knows? Maybe that means we can get Renfield faster, which is this sad double-edged sword of like, sorry, Cage. Yeah, and and same with Unbearable Weight. It didn't bomb, I don't think, but it no. didn't do great. It just sucks because you're like, they're enjoy. Well, I mean, I haven't seen Renfield, but I mean, yeah. it's Cage as Dracula. It's probably entertaining. Yeah. And it just sucks because you're like... He's getting these big screen shots again, and then yeah. it just, it's not doing great, but it's not him. Like, he's getting good reviews. It's just the movies, you know? And so I feel bad because I'm like, is he going to get relegated to not theatrical again, even though it's not his fault? Well, it shows you how hard it is out there, too, because for every movie that does well, there's dozens of really good movies that don't. And that's just how it always is. People talk about that, oh, it's. It's Marvel's fault or Star Wars' fault today or whoever for making big franchise movies. No, it's always been like that. You go back to the 70s and it was these disaster films and Jaws and 60s had Planet of the Apes and all the drive-in movies that were just being churned out to make money. It's a business. They're making money. Mm. But so many of the movies we consider classics now did not make money in the day. So that's nothing new. So if this ends up being a cult classic or whatever, who knows? But look at Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim flopped when it came out. And all these years later, it's getting special edition re-releases. And whenever it has a big screen screening at a place like us, it does really well. So, you know, Army of Darkness flopped when it came out. And how many Blu-ray re-releases of that have there been? <laughs> and how many have you had to buy? I mean, well, you're pretty good, I guess. Like, you know, you're not one of those buy yeah. every single format ever made things. Well, just because I have Evil Dead on VHS, DVD, Blu-ray but not multiple different copies. Yeah, well, you know. And there's not even one cut of that movie. There's like three. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, I, never I need them all. Yeah, so we're playing Army of Darkness. That's what you're leading into <laughs> no, here, no, I wait, hope. We got sidetracked there. <laughs> so the week of Friday, April 21st, new film we have this week is called Showing Up. It's the Palme d'Or nominee starring Michelle Williams from the director of First Cow and Certain Women. So another giant acclaimed art house movie from Michelle Williams. The difference is supposedly this one is a little bit more lighthearted and comedic. Gwen and I always comment on poor Michelle Williams that all of her movies are her being sad and depressed for the most part. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So this one supposedly is a little bit more lighthearted. I know it's she's an artist, so I think it's kind of the art industry, the art life. Art life. That's not, They should have called it art life. Art like life. It sounds pretty good. <laughs> then we have Women Talking back for a fourth week. 
the Oscar winner from Sarah Polly hanging in there for another week here at the cinema. Then we have Rocky Horror Picture Show back in the earlier 945 time slot, which was all the rage, which mm-hmm. did double the business of the midnight type movie. And we need that to make up for the lost power days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come see all these movies and buy extra popcorn. Yeah, yeah. Bring yourself twice if you were able to do that somehow. And yeah, so that's hosted by our friends in the Absent Friends Shadowcast. On the off chance that you don't know what a Shadowcast is, that is basically you're seeing a live off-Broadway kind of performance of Rocky Horror interacted with the movie screening behind it. It's extra fun. It's it's super cool. Mm-hmm. Then we have back out of the blue. I think this is because Lee wants to see if this might become a new cult movie that we could play once a year. So we have Mad God back on the big screen for a couple of screenings. It's from Phil Tippett, who back in the day is known for doing all kinds of effects stuff from Empire Strikes Back to Ed 209 in RoboCop to famously, if you watch any documentaries about Jurassic Park, he's the one who saw the CG dinosaurs and said, oh, I think we just went extinct with stop motion. (laughs) And they put that line in the film of, I think we just went extinct. Mad God is truly this art house work of love that he took 30 years on and off working on. Mm -hmm. It's the epitome of not for everyone because it's a 85 minute grungy, no dialogue descent into madness kind of movie. Having said that, I'm very glad I saw it on the big screen. Yeah. And I don't even know. Descent is almost like overboard. Like it's it's not even, it's like instantly in madness. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. He doesn't start on his couch. Yeah. No, it's it's, it's this weird post-apocalyptic hell. And it really, and it's funny that we were talking about like Ralph Bakshi last week and stuff like that, because it is somewhat reminiscent of that heavy metal-ish, like not quite like it's, it's stop motion and stuff, but just that dirty vibe maybe. Yeah. With a distinct singular. Yeah weirdo voice behind it (laughs) yeah and it's i try try to pick my words carefully with this because like i don't know if i could say i enjoyed it it's good yeah but it's like it's not a laugh out loud thing or a like woo yeah you know like a star warsy thing like it's engrossing emphasis on gross at times maybe but it's not it's not like gory or anything like that necessarily like it's it's a very hard to describe thing like it's it's, yeah and that's why i'm I'm glad we're trying it out again because i think a lot of people might have missed it the first time so, yeah, if you're curious, I definitely recommend it. If you're a fan of animation, I definitely recommend it. And I know for a fact it does have a bit of a cult following because there are people who saw it on streaming service yeah. and then still came to see it when we screened it. So people who wanted to catch it on the big screen. Oh, like Godders or something. They must have a cool name for them or like Maddie's. Yeah, and I just like <laughs> I like supporting it because Phil Tippett's super cool. There's a really great Lucasfilm documentary on Disney Plus that he's on. He's been through a lot, and I think he's kind of out the other side of some life troubles. And this was a big thing for him of finishing this movie. And just to have it out there is really cool. Yeah, definitely. And so it's one of those things where, yeah, I agree. Like, I'm not going to be the joke I always make. Like, I'm not going to be like, hey, everybody, it's Christmas morning. Let's gather around and watch Mad God. You know, like <laughs> Maybe Christmas evening after yeah. everything that went down. But it's one of those movies that is 10 years from now might be the kind of movie we screen once a year the way we do Clockwork Orange or Eraserhead or something Mm -hmm. like that. It definitely has that vibe. And if there are teenagers who are new to town, new college students and stuff like that, this is the kind of movie that might catch on. The same way that when I was in high school, I saw Dune three or four times at the Mayfair. Not because I loved it, 
just because my friends kept going to it and i was like yeah i'll go it's a saturday night and it's funny how that's being reappraised lately like i saw a list that was like oh 10 best movies by great directors that are actually great but bombed or something like that oh yeah and then dune was one of them and i was like but was dune actually great like I- i'm not saying it's terrible but there are some people where they're like oh i saw that new one and it was so terrible and made me appreciate the original and i'm like Really, though? Is it that or is it that you have these childhood memories about it? For sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like you have an association. Like I love the 80s for movies. Mm -hmm. And so Dune is definitely a cornerstone, weird, giant flop 80s movie right up there with so many other movies of the time where like Tron, you know, like Tron has a bit more of a legacy because it's a little bit more family friendly. But there was all these movies, Dragon Slayer, Lady Hawk, Willow labyrinth all these movies that were either flops or kind of cult favorites and yeah dune dune looks great dune is something but dune is dune is great to watch just because it's it's a great misstep it's just like wow this didn't work and so good that david lynch was able to come back and go back to being david lynch again afterwards yeah absolutely. it, it would have sucked if that would have killed his career so yeah and there's and i, I guess supposedly he had said something like he won't watch the new dune and that was the clip people take oh, from it. Yeah. But then you're like, yeah, obviously, because he had such a terrible experience. Yeah, it hurts his feelings. Yeah, like, <laughs> I wouldn't want to watch it either. And then everyone's like, oh, you see? Yeah, modern technology bad. And you're like, that's not what he said at all. Yeah, I like the new Dune. Yeah, it was a lot, so good. actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the second one's now in a couple months or something. I don't yeah. know. We, that's... We might not even exist by then. We don't even know. <laughs> not the theater, just life, you know. What? What did you hear? I, I don't know. With those <laughs> the crazy ice storms and all this, who knows? It's going to be hot any day. So then we have the new infamous horror film winnie the pooh blood and honey oh yeah here we go i have so enjoyed having this poster up in the cinema because a few times we've had kids in the cinema walking by and going oh winnie the pooh and the parents then having to explain to them that it's not a winnie the pooh movie they can go see they're like winnie the pooh honey and they're like what's that other word (laughs) i've witnessed it happen twice of a kid going winnie the pooh and i know it might be kind of evil to take joy in that but i think it's kind of funny to make the parents have to explain no it's a r-rated movie and it's a horror film because they took a public domain character and i like it i haven't seen the movie i will watch the movie but i do appreciate it's kind of sticking it to the man attitude of take that disney you don't own winnie the pooh we're gonna make this crazy horror movie yeah and i don't know it's a a very niche thing obviously like it's not gonna be i don't know citizen kane of slasher movies and they didn't even seem to try really hard yeah it's a guy in a winnie the pooh mask although i will say from what i've heard the director said that it's not a guy in a mask like in the context of the movie oh okay it actually is like a mutated bear or whatever you want to say okay yeah just i mean obviously it is a guy in a mask in reality right right because some people were saying that they were like oh well like what's the point like it's not really winnie the pooh if it's it's just a guy in a mask in the story. And no, so they're, they, it is Winnie the Pooh. Right. They clarified that. So, I mean, not <laughs> to say that, that you're like, oh, well, so that'll be a good movie then for sure. Even so, like that is a good thing to clarify. I just like playing movies like Terrifier 2 and yeah. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey and stuff like that because it just adds to kind of the grindhouse midnight movie feel of the place. Yeah, and it's stuff that maybe you'd think should be on Tubi, but the fact that you get to see it at a legit theater yeah, such yeah. as us is pretty special. Yeah, it's the highest quality cinema and the lowest quality presentation. Yeah, Tubi can wait. (laughs) Yeah. 
then we have a few one night only special presentations or one afternoon only the sing-along sound of music which always does oh, really boy. well which always a fools still no this is a different group this is oh, a no. live from the glebe and they're doing a fundraiser for a choir okay nobody think about company of fools who i mentioned oh no we like them we still. like them too i'm allowed to shout them out but they this would do time. something like this but yeah this is this group has done this before <laughs> and i think by the time you hear this podcast, it might already be sold out because I got an email this morning of somebody asked me if it was sold out. And I was like, I don't know. Here's the link to the people who are actually organizing the event. But it's packed and it's not it's not people sitting back like mm-hmm. these people are singing along. Yeah. Like these people are full blown standing up too, or do they sit? And I think sing? they sit and sing, but, okay. but they're giving it like you can hear it because sometimes something like this, people might not be participating but this is like if you want to just go see sound of music normal without singing along this is not the show for you no this will be people participating yeah they'll be losing their minds and doing stuff one guy might be singing mamma mia by accident (laughs) and we're like still they're just having a good time oh boy the mamma mia screening the last one we did which was company of fools it was bonkers it was crazier than a rocky horror or the room show it was people in costumes. Oh, this is my next question. Yeah, it was nuts. And I was like, wow, should we be playing that once a month? <laughs> I don't, and, and also fun was you got me a Company of Fools hat. Oh, yeah. You swag. swag. And so I showed Emily that. And she was like, it looks like your brother. And I looked Whoa. and I was like, it does look like my brother. <laughs> like with a jester hat, which he would wear. So, he, I mean, he doesn't listen to the podcast, so it's fine. But I'm going <laughs> to give it to my brother as like a shock birthday gift or whatever. Does your brother normally look like jovial Shakespeare? I, I mean, like he's got the crazy beard. I mean, I, I think there was a beard. I think he, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Own. And so, yeah, like, and he, but he usually looks kind of like that. Like, I don't know. Nobody at home can see the picture. But trust me, it looks like my brother you haven't met. Yeah. <laughs> Just go with it. <laughs> Then we have, it's another rental screening. It's a documentary called Dost that oh, yeah. has done very well before. And so mm-hmm. they're back screening that one again. And then a one night only screening of a Canadian film called Bystanders, which is a drama about friends getting together for a reunion at a cabin. And one of the friends has done something bad. And Uh-oh. so it's a story of do you forgive? Is there redemption? It looks like a, as we saw the trailer last night, Gwen and I came to see Emily and Gwen leaned over during the trailer and was like, that's going to be a laugh riot. Oh God. <laughs> so it's not, yeah, I was trying to tell the tone because like that could easily describe a comedy, a drama or a horror or a sci-fi movie. Yeah, I think it's a drama. I think it's it's securely in drama of the, if you have a lifelong friend who has done something bad do you forgive or not i think Depending that's the pitch of the movie what it was i guess i mean because like maybe i'm alone because it's horror but i'm thinking murder it's not murder okay it, it comes in the in the era of the hashtag me too movement ah, so it's a guy who has done something bad okay does something bad but not murder yeah okay something still bad but, but we don't not, know that there's no murder at all that in the movie. could be a twist in yeah, the movie. yeah we don't know okay yeah. so this is i think i feel like i'm hyping this up a little yeah, bit more yeah. okay so that's a one-night-only Canadian film special event. Awesome. So that is the movies we are screening the week of Friday, April 21st, 2023. I want to put in a quick recommendation just because I'm listening to this audiobook called The Final Girls Survival oh. Club. I think that's it. I know. What you're, uh, is it Grady Hendrix? Yeah. Look at look at how much I know all these all these weird facts that it don't help anybody except me. I found out about Grady Hendrix reading of all things an Archie horror comic, <laughs> obviously. And at the back of it, the editor randomly said that Grady Hendrix has a book about Comic Cons. I think. Oh, maybe it's coming out. And 
I was like, that guy sounds cool. So now I have listened to this one I'm listening to. It's the Final Girl Support Group. Ah, there we go. And it's very movie adjacent because it's about, and I'm only, I'm an hour into the 13-hour book listening to it. But it's uh, about a bunch of final girls and a world in which what if there was Freddy and Jason and all these horror movie type archetypes and it hit the media and they became kind of celebrities like a reality show and were on Oprah and wrote books. And so that's kind of the pitch of the book. And then I'm sure when I get more into the book, I think bad horror movie stuff is going to happen to these characters. Very likely. But I'm only an hour and a half in to this 13-hour audiobook, and I'm, I'm already hooked. Yeah. So I really like this Grady Hendrix. I'm going to listen to more of their stuff. But if you're a, a movie fan looking for a book or audiobook to listen to, I recommend this one. There you, there you go. And I, I haven't finished it yet. I have trust in it that it's going to continue to be good. Yeah, so if it ends up being bad, you can apologize yeah. in a few podcasts from yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so thanks for listening, everybody. You can find more information at mayfairtheater.ca and on all the social medias. And we'll be back next week with another edition of the Mayfair Theater Podcast and all the cool movies we are screening. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Oh, I got to give a birthday shout out to a friend of the Mayfair, John Hill. Happy birthday, John Hill. Yeah, he had a birthday thing here Sunday that I was supposed to go to and then I wasn't feeling great. And so I had to send the awkward text that I wasn't coming. But I was like, I'm going to give him a birthday podcast shout out, which is not make up for it. But that's this. So That's even better than you going to his party. Yeah, and we were in that scene with Lloyd Kaufman and everything. And then I screwed him over and didn't go. But I also didn't get any of the kids sick. So I'm a hero. A hero. Yay. If you're a Wall Street broker, you won't have to remember the crash of 29. Just go and see the Rocky Horror Picture Show. That'll bring you down immediately. Do go and see the Rocky Horror Picture Show. All Wall Street's talking about it. See the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Rated R. Under 17. Not admitted without parent.